Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eagles 360 Off-Season Edition. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with Chris McPherson. And we, just like you, are waiting to find out who the next head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles will be. As the Eagles move into a very serious time here, Chris, they've interviewed six candidates. One of those candidates, Adam Gase, now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And five candidates remain, including Tom Coughlin, interviewed today. Yes, indeed. Some internal candidates like Pat Shermer and Deuce Staley. And as you mentioned, Dave, some external candidates like the aforementioned Coughlin. The biggest key will be who will be the leader who could provide that advantage for the Philadelphia Eagles in the short term and hopefully build things for the long term to set the program in place to get them back to their winning ways, Dave. Yeah, so it's a lot going on here, even though the Eagles are not in the playoff mix. We will talk about the playoffs. A wild, wild card weekend indeed. We've got some reaction for you. A little later on, Jordan Matthews on his way out of the Novacare Complex stopped by the studio. I had a chance to talk to him. But when we return to Eagles 360, we're going to talk a little bit about these candidates, break them down, discuss them openly, not necessarily give you the favorites because we frankly don't know and we are not officially involved in the contract talks, in the talks at all. But we're going to give you some facts and figures about the Eagles' candidates to date. Will one of them pilot this team in 2016? Stay tuned. Eagles 360 returns in just one moment. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. That makes more sense. Does the baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Eagles fans score a touchdown of your own by downloading the new McDonald's app for some delicious deals on the download. Offers are updated weekly, and you can receive a free sandwich just for downloading the app. McDonald's, I'm loving it. We welcome you back to Eagles 360. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, Chris McPherson. And we know that the Eagles are meeting with coaching candidates. Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, Don Smolinski. We are not part of it. We are watching. We are wondering. We are asking the same questions that you are. In the meantime, we've compiled some information on the candidates to break them down, give you a, an apples-to-apples comparison of all of the men. So let's start let's with Pat Shermer, right, who 
coached the Eagles in the final game of the regular season against the New York Giants. The Eagles win that game. Shermer's been there. He's done that. Chris, he seems on the surface and what we know of him to be a very strong candidate. Very, very strong candidate. I think he offers the best of both worlds in the terms that he has head coaching experience from his time with the Cleveland Browns. He came up through the Eagles organizations, had two different stints as an assistant coach, and he's also learned the last couple seasons from Chip Kelly, and I think he can combine some of the elements he's learned in the past and also some of what's worked when it comes to Chip Kelly. So if you're looking for stability, I think he's the closest who could provide it to kind of carry over what's happened the last couple of years, take the good from that, but kind of change it and put his own little spin on it, mold it into his own. So from that standpoint, that's why I like Pat Shermer as a potential hire here for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, the thing that Pat Shermer's done, he's come from the West Coast tree, the Andy Reid coaching tree, and he understands that offensive scheme. And he also learned a new way of doing things. And obviously what Chip did for the first couple of seasons here, 10 wins in both 2013 and 2014, you take some of that good with some of the things that happened last year. And Pat Shermer is candidate number one. And He's been there of the candidates. He's got two years of coaching experience, knows the Philadelphia market, knows the Philadelphia media, and knows this existing organization and the roster as well. So that is Pat Shermer, the candidate internally who's got some head coaching experience. Another internal candidate, running backs coach, coach Deuce Staley, uh, has worked his way up the coaching ranks. Obviously a great player in Philadelphia. And Deuce Staley knows the way it works with a player and the mindset of a player. And that's the advantage that Staley has, obviously, playing in Philadelphia, being a great running back here. Still a little young in his progression as a coach, but a valuable experience for Deuce. Interviewing for a head coaching job, Chris, and whether he gets this job or not, positions himself for some upward mobility. No question. I just love to hear Deuce coming from all the fans who will come to Staley here at the Novacare Complex or at Lincoln Financial Field if he were to get the job. But as you mentioned, Dave, he has the playing experience and he's done well developing the guys on the roster, especially at the running back position over the last couple seasons. We've seen the success that LaShawn McCoy has had during his tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles. So from that standpoint, he has the playing experience. He knows how to relate to players. He knows how to develop them. And look, back in 1999, Andy Reid was the quarterback's coach, didn't have any coordinator experience. Well, Deuce Daly is in that same position. He is a young up-and-coming candidate. Is the time now? We'll see. But definitely, like you said, Dave, he's positioned himself nicely for the future here, one way or the other. Candidate number three with us here, and these are in no particular order, Doug Peterson. Now the Eagles went out to Kansas City and interviewed Peterson after the Chiefs defeated the Houston Texans on Saturday in that wild card game. Peterson, the offensive coordinator, under head coach Andy Reid in Kansas City. We know Peterson as the quarterback who helped pave the way for Donovan McNabb, the lame duck QB, if you will. Peterson came to the Eagles in 1999 with Reid to teach the Eagles the West Coast offense. It took a beating, but he did his job and then joined the coaching staff here has worked his way up, Chris, very highly regarded around the league, has called some plays or at least shared some of the duties with uh, Andy Reid out in Kansas City, calling the plays, knows the West Coast offense, doesn't have a ton of coaching experience, but for anyone who's met him, and we have, we see a rising star in Doug Peterson. A dynamic personality, no question about it. And again, like you said, Dave, look like with Staley, has the playing experience, has been the leader of teams, has been the quarterback here in Philadelphia. So 
He understands the market. And it's not just the West Coast principles. He's learned some different elements of different spread offenses, the pistol during his time in Kansas City, and has adapted those. And look, you look at this Chiefs offense, Alex Smith is developed into a nice quarterback. He doesn't turn the ball over very much. This is a run game that has continued to be productive, even though they lost Jamal Charles midway through the season. And if you look at the numbers prior to his arrival in Kansas City and what the Chiefs have done in the last couple of years, Peterson has set his has put his stamp on this Chiefs' success, and that's why they're playing in the divisional round of the postseason. And so the Eagles confirming that they interviewed Peterson on Sunday. Now, obviously, Peterson cannot come to terms with any team until after the Chiefs are finished in the playoffs. The Chiefs play at the New England Patriots on Saturday in Foxborough, Massachusetts. The next candidate, Ben McAdoo, offensive coordinator from the New York Giants, an innovative offensive mind, a former quarterback's coach in Green Bay, worked very well with Aaron Rodgers there, has done some great things for Eli Manning the last couple of seasons with the New York Giants. The Eagles interviewed him last week. An intriguing name, from the team up north, Chris, we don't know a whole lot about McAdoo other than what you hear. He looks a lot like him. He sounds a lot like him. Sounds, seems like he's a mini Andy Reid here. Possibly. You look at the progression. Obviously, Andy wasn't a coordinator, but still very similar in terms of his development, in terms of the coaching ladder. But he's worked with some dynamic quarterbacks. You mentioned Rodgers. You mentioned Manning. But look at the numbers and the success that they had working with McAdoo, and that's something that you need in the NFL. You look at the eight teams that are still in postseason contention, and they all have outstanding quarterbacks. The Eagles need to find out who their quarterback is going to be in 2016 with Sam Bradford set to become a free agent, and you want a guy who can be able to mold and develop that playmaker at that position. So certainly when you look at the most important position in the game, if you can have someone like a Ben McAdoo who knows how to cultivate great quarterback play, that's definitely an asset to have. Yeah, in his late 30s, he's already been with four teams in the league, coaching in the NFL since 2004. So despite the relatively young age by NFL head coaching standards, Ben McAdoo has a lot of experience understanding the league and someday will be a head coach. Could be in 2016 with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now the Eagles... On Monday, confirming their interview, an intriguing one with former New York Giants head coach Tom Coughlin. Coughlin, for 12 years, the head coach of the New York Giants, two Super Bowl victories. He's won three in his 19 years in the NFL, uh, working with Jacksonville, working with the Giants. Started way back in the mid-80s with the Philadelphia Eagles as a wide receivers coach. And, I mean, at age 69, he'll be 70 when the season starts. Tom Coughlin brings instant credibility, instant respect, a lot of energy. If you want to restore order to an organization and set some discipline in place, Tom Coughlin could be the guy. Certainly brings a lot of attention to Philadelphia should this happen. Chris, uh, Tom Coughlin, a name that kind of came into, into the forefront late last week, catching a lot of people by surprise. It makes a lot of sense when you understand the entire coaching field out there. Nobody has the resume of Tom Coughlin. No question about it. You look at the spectrum here of the coaching candidates, and you have the young and up-and-comers like Deuce Daly, like Ben McAdoo. You have coach like Pat Shermer, who has been a head coach in the National Football League. And then you have the experience, the veteran leadership, the someone with a resume of Tom Coughlin, who is the winningest head coach in Jacksonville Jaguars history, was the first ever head coach of that franchise. And in the last 12 seasons, We've seen what he's done with the New York Giants, taking them to two Super Bowls. So he can thrive 
in a tough media market. He'll be able to handle Philadelphia. Like you said, Dave, he has had success here. He's been a coach here in Philadelphia, so he understands being here. I just think, like you said, if you're trying to instantly change the culture, you talk about emotional intelligence, something that Jeffrey Lurie said during his press conference a week ago. That's something that Tom Coughlin will bring to the table with his ability to relate to his players. You've seen all the moving tributes from them from the time that he yep. announced his resignation. No question that he left a lasting impact on that franchise. And the question is with Coughlin, A, how long would he want to be the head coach at age 70 when the 2016 season begins? And then what happened to the Giants in recent seasons? They won the Super Bowl in 2011, but this has been a team that has really struggled in the last several seasons. They really did not put much of a great product on the field in 2015. A lack of personnel, yeah, that had a lot to do with it. Injuries, no question about it. The defensive side of the ball for the Giants could not keep pace with the prolific offense. So Tom Coughlin, the latest candidate, the Eagles have interviewed six there is nothing scheduled as far as we know in the future. The NFL owners meetings this week in Houston. So we're either hitting the pause button, Chris, or maybe the Eagles have something going that they want to get done very quickly. It's a wait and see approach. Yeah. Everyone's very intrigued to find out what's going to happen here. Is there something beyond Monday's interview with Coughlin or is it maybe it'll be one of these six guys? Adam Gase in Miami, five candidates so far that the Eagles have interviewed who remain candidates for this job in 2016. So that is our look at the coaching candidates to date for the Eagles' vacant head coaching job. This is Eagles 360. When we return, we're going to talk about one of the Eagles' young rising stars at wide receiver, Jordan Matthews, capping off a fine sophomore campaign. He visits the studio to talk about 2015 and beyond. He wants a taste of the NFL playoffs. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. And everything you need to keep sweating. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. That makes more sense. Does the baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. It has been a highly productive two seasons in the NFL for the man to my left. We welcome you into our Xfinity studio at the NovaCare Complex. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with wide receiver Jordan Matthews, who is now, Jordan, you're an NFL veteran now. It's true, it's very yeah. true, crazy, right? How, how's, the feel, how's the body feel after a season? I always wanted to 
understand that from a wide receiver. You run so much, you get hit so much. How do you feel the day after a season? Surprisingly, actually, I feel uh, pretty good. I mean, uh, I, I dealt with some injuries kind of in between the season, but finishing off, I actually feel pretty, uh, pretty good. I'm uh, excited about off-season training. I'm gonna take a couple, couple weeks. Um, I'll just really get the body completely back, but then um, I think I'll be able to hit training completely healthy 100%, so I'm excited about that. Do you just literally lay around for a couple of weeks and just stay away from everything? Um, you know, you, you definitely want to go see, uh, get to see some people, maybe hang out with some family members or some friends that you never get to spend time around, uh, you know, travel a little bit. Um, but the main thing is you, you definitely want to rest. I think uh, sometimes I'm so rambunctious and I like to do a lot of things that I look up and I'm like, man, I've not even rested. I've been flying everywhere. I've been doing things most of the day. So just actually trying to find a week or two just to actually sit back, chill, maybe go find somewhere to vacation at, but actually just kind of kick back and actually relax. Jordan, how would you kind of describe your first two seasons from an individual standpoint? I know the team's first, but from an individual standpoint. Um, I, w I would say uh, for me, I think um, – just stuff to build on is definitely motivation. I think uh, I've, I've left some meat on the bone. Um, you know, personally, uh, I know that you know I can play better, and I think that you know when, when people come to me with uh, some of the the numbers and they uh, show me kind of what I've been able to accomplish, you know, with helping some of my teammates over the first two seasons, it actually just makes me that much hungrier because I'm just like, man, like th this is what I've been able to do, and I feel like I'm not even close to my best. Then you know, I feel like the sky's the limit. Um, you know, I think uh, a, a lot of my uh, Family members said, called me, they were wondering if I was upset that I didn't uh, get to the 1,000 yard mark. But I was like, you know, I think it's actually very fitting. I think um, it's the perfect, you know, thing to show that, hey, you're not there yet. You, you, you can't, you're still coming a little bit short. So that might be that extra mile you run. That may be the extra rep you do, you know, as far as uh, work. And that may be that extra, you know, a couple minutes you put on the judge machine and just really becoming the complete wide receiver I can be. So, like I said, for me, I feel like the sky's the limit. I'm really excited about uh, myself and this team moving forward. Does the game continue to slow down for you? I know it does to one degree, but does it continue as you go along? Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, I mean, I remember my first year, my stance would t sometimes would be so tense and I'd be worried about so many things. I mean, half the time I can actually see the check that Kelsey and Sam were going to make before they even make it. So I'm already like, okay, well, this cover's coming. I already know I'm getting the ball right here, so I need to be ready. I need to give a good, a good move. Um, I think um, it's so it's crazy because sometimes you gotta wait till like the end of the season or midway through the season to see some of these things start uh, coming into fruition. But I mean, even in the Dallas game, you know, we were able to huddle up before that last call, and Sam was just like, "Hey, do this, do this. If this guy gives you this leverage, hit him with this move. He does this." And I'm like, "Okay, well." Once he lined up, I was like, oh, it's game over. I already know it's coming. Just uh, your rookie year, you're just thinking about so many things. You rush things. You try too hard. You press. Now, I, f I really feel like I let the game come to me. Things don't get me down. If I make a mistake, I don't dwell on it. I already know um, that that opportunity is going to come back. So it's just, uh, it's really exciting for me moving into year three. We have obviously a lot of change coming for the Philadelphia Eagles. You are going to be impacted greatly by it. Not only quarterback, coach, we don't know what's going to happen. How do you feel about everything kind of heading into this thing? Um, you know, at, at the same time, uh, it, it's, it's hard to sometimes say like uh, all the time that you're excited because then that might be some people maybe possibly losing jobs. That could be turmoil for other people. You know, I'm in a position where, you know, as a second round pick, you know, I've had a pretty good first two years that, you know, maybe I have a little bit more stability. But definitely I'm interested to see what's going to happen as far as the coach, as far as Sam, you know, moving forward. Um, like I said, I've talked about wanting Sam back, you know, um, I'm definitely interested to see who's going to be our new coach. I had nothing but respect for Coach Kelly and what he was able to do for this program and to do for me. But at the same time, 
you know, I think the thing that I'm the most, you know, if I would be excited about anything is just, I feel like that competitive spirit is going to get lit, get lit inside of everybody. Nobody can look at this offseason like, okay, I can rest. I know my coach is going to be, I can relax. It's a fresh slate for everybody. So people have to have that hard hat on. Know there's going to be a job interview when they come back. Jordan, last one. I know you're super competitive. It's all about the team. And you haven't experienced the thrill of the playoffs yet. It's got to be that taste is, is there in you, right? Yeah, it definitely is. I, like, it's still weird to me that the season is over. You know, after you're, after you're a rookie year, it's nothing. You've done so much. You finished college. You went straight to training. You went straight to combine. You went straight to senior bowl. You come to community camp, and you never stop. So by the time the season ends, you feel like you've been to the playoffs half the time, especially if you have a productive rookie season. You're just like, man, you know, like I finally get to breathe. But when it's over as a veteran, second-year player, you're like, no, like we got to keep playing ball. We got to win games. I mean, that Redskins game really hurt. It really hurt. And then also being in my second year, you start to actually understand more of what the Philadelphia Eagles mean to this city. You're not stuck in your own bubble. Like, I'm really starting to figure out, man, this team, you know, means a lot to this city. These people love the Eagles. So we got to start putting a brand of football out there on the field that this city can be proud of. Because if we do that, I mean, I feel like we're unstoppable when we bring people to the link. I mean, that place would be rocking. It was rocking versus the Redskins game. We should have got it done. We weren't able to. But I tell you what, going forward, I feel like the playoffs, there has to be something. That's got to be a normality. That has to be second home, you know, to us. But it's going to start with the guys, you know, on the field, making plays, you know, being focused, understand, like, this has to be, you know, this didn't even have to be the goal. This is the standard. The standard is making the playoffs. But that mentality has to carry over into the offseason training, too. If they were all like you, we'd be there, man. Have we'll a great offseason. We'll get there. Jordan Matthews, thanks so much for joining me in studio on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. The new Caramel Macchiato from Dunkin' Donuts. Uplift your mood with handcrafted layers of espresso, milk, and a caramel-flavored swirl. From 2 to 6 p.m., indulge in a medium hot or iced latte or macchiato for $1.99. America runs on Dunkin'. What if this year we went around the table and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Find your sweet spot today with Dunkin's Chicken Apple Sausage Sandwich. Enjoy sweet apple and savory sausage together for under 400 calories. America runs on Dunkin'. Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com eagles for more info. We welcome you back to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Chris McPherson here on this Monday from the Novacare Complex, our Xfinity studio. 
you know, Chris, we have been talking about the quarterback. We've been talking about it for years and years here, really since Donovan McNabb. The Eagles haven't won a playoff game since McNabb was the quarterback in 2008. So you want stability at the position. We see in the playoffs this weekend that generally the best quarterback wins the game. We saw the slop that Brian Hoyer was for the Houston Texans. It brings you back to the Sam Bradford question. Your thoughts on Bradford and all this coaching talk and how this impacts Bradford and his future in Philadelphia. No question that everyone's wondering what's going to happen at the quarterback position for the Eagles. Now, when it comes to Sam Bradford, I think one of the things that was enticing for him to possibly stay in Philadelphia beyond 2015 was the potential of stability. Now, Pat Shermer and Deuce Staley might offer the best chance of that, but even still, if either one of those guys gets a head coaching job, they're going to add some tweaks and play around with the offense and bring something new to the table in 2016. So how different will it be from what Bradford learned in 2015, learning the Eagles' offense and the scheme for the first time? Now, he's going to hit the open market, and he'll be one of the highest-priced commodities. So the Eagles have to debate whether or not they want to attach themselves to him for the long term because it's going to be costly. Bradford proved in the second half of the season that he can be a very good quarterback. He developed as the course of the season went on. And most importantly, he answered the question of whether or not he could stay healthy. Now, he did play. He missed two games due to an injury. But still, he came out relatively healthy from the 2015 campaign. And I think that's the biggest question for the Eagles moving forward is the price tag factor. What's the new scheme going to be? Whomever is the head coach. And is Bradford the right guy, whether it's short-term or long-term? Because like you said, Dave, you want to find the guy who's going to go long-term here beyond 2016. Do we know if Sam Bradford's going to be that guy? We don't at this point. It's going to be a lot of factors that's going to weigh into determining what the Eagles do at the position. Well, the Eagles could franchise him, which would cost uh, in the neighborhood of 19 to $20 million. Certainly the new head coach will have a huge say in Sam Bradford's future with Philadelphia. And then there's the idea of the draft. The Eagles have the 13th pick in the first round. There are some candidates in the draft, young quarterbacks who you look at late first round, middle first round, into the second round, maybe even the third round. Are any of those candidates franchise-type quarterbacks? And that's what the Eagles want ultimately here, to get a long-term coach and a long-term quarterback and get some of the stability that has been missing with this franchise since the days of Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb. Now on the defensive side of the ball, Jordan Hicks, rookie linebacker, had a fantastic first half of 2015 before tearing his pectoral muscle in the Dallas game. He went to the sidelines, lost for the season. But the good news is that Hicks, after that very, very up-and-down rookie season, understands what's ahead, and he sees bright things in his Eagles future. You know, being able to make a big play, step up for the team, make a big play was huge. You know, huge for me, huge for confidence huge for you know earning the respect of the league of the team of you know my, my position group um, and then yeah to, to really have that defining moment where I get hurt and um, in that last drive you know it really it really has been a maturing a maturing process you know looking back and just kind of taking it all in um, and understanding you know what I've accomplished what I need to work on uh, moving forward Certainly an impressive young man. Jordan Hicks, one of the big pieces of this Eagles defensive future. We are back with Eagles 360 next Monday, of course, unless the Eagles make a coaching move between now and then. And if they do, we will have you covered from the very instant it is announced through that live press conference of whoever the head coach may be. Do you think it happens this week? 
I think the Eagles have a good sense of where they want to go with it. It's a matter now, you mentioned the owners' meetings are taking place this week, so it obviously would not be until later on in the week. But I feel like going through this search in 2013 and interviewing the cans they have to this point, they must have a good sense of what they want. It's just making that final decision. Yeah, so that's a, no, that's a non-answer from Chris McPherson. That is what we are trained to do. For Chris McPherson, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.